come to honor you with our lives. Jesus, we come to worship you. And now it's time for us to read from the New Testament in today's narrative of the New Living Translation. And it will come from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verses 14 through 33. As we read today, we'll see that idol worship was the major form of religion in Corinth. There were several pagan temples in the city, and they were very popular. The statues of wood or stone were not bad in themselves, but people gave them credit for what only God could do, such as provide good weather, crops, and children. Idolatry is still a serious problem today, but of course it takes a different form. We've gotten a bit more sophisticated with our idolatry. We don't put our trust in statues of wood and stone, but in paper money and plastic cards. Trusting anything for what God alone provides is idolatry. Our modern idols are those symbols of power, pleasure, or prestige that we so highly regard. When we understand contemporary parallels to idolatry, Paul's words to flee from idolatry become much more meaningful and urgent. We'll read that the idea of unity with God through eating a sacrifice was strong in Judaism and Christianity as well as paganism. See, in Old Testament days, When a Jew offered a sacrifice, he ate part of that sacrifice as a way of restoring his unity with God against whom he had sinned. As we read on into today's New Testament scripture, we'll see as followers of Christ, we must give him our total allegiance. We cannot, as Paul explained, eat both at the Lord's table and at the table of devils. We cannot agree with other pagan religions. They are to be soundly rejected. The Lord demands our loyalty. Eating at the Lord's table means communing with Christ and identifying with His death. Eating at the devil's table means identifying with Satan by worshiping or prompting heathen or evil activities. Are you trying to lead two lives following the desires of both Christ and the crowd? The Bible says you cannot do both at the same time. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today. Here in the New Testament. August 16th, the New Testament. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 14 through 33. So, my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. You are reasonable people. Decide for yourselves if what I am saying is true. When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? And when we break the bread, Aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? And though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. Think about the people of Israel. Weren't they united by eating the sacrifices at the altar? 
What am I trying to say? Am I saying that food offered to idols has some significance, or that the idols are real gods? No, not at all. I am saying that these sacrifices are offered to demons, not to God. And I don't want you to participate with demons. You cannot drink from the cup of the Lord and from the cup of demons, too. You cannot eat at the Lord's table and at the table of demons, too. What? Do we dare to rouse the Lord's jealousy? Do you think we are stronger than He is? You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. So you may eat any meat that is sold in the marketplace without raising questions of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it. If someone who isn't a believer asks you home for dinner, accept the invitation if you want to. Eat whatever is offered to you without raising questions of conscience. But suppose someone tells you, This meat was offered to an idol. Don't eat it out of consideration for the conscience of the one who told you. It might not be a matter of conscience for you, but it is for the other person. For why should my freedom be limited to what someone else thinks? If I can thank God for the food and enjoy it, why should I be condemned for eating it? So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Don't give offense to Jews or Gentiles or the church of God. I, too, try to please everyone in everything I do. I don't just do what is best for me. I do what is best for others so that many may be saved. Our reading today in the book of Psalms will come from Psalm chapter 34, verses 11 through 22. The Bible, you know, often connects the fear of the Lord, love and reverence for Him, with obedience. Fear God and keep His commandments. If a man love me, the Bible says, he will keep my words. It's out of John chapter 14, verse 23. David said that a person who fears the Lord doesn't lie, turns from sin, does good, and promotes peace. Reverence is much more than sitting quietly in church. It includes obeying God in the way we speak and the way we treat others in all areas of our lives. We'll read here in Psalms today that uh, David encouraged others to trust and fear God and to exemplify faith, truth, obedience, and goodness in their lives. He feared God, and for the most part, he chose the way of goodness and peace. David even treated some of his worst enemies with kindness. Somehow, and I'm not quite sure how we deduct this and come up with this, but somehow we think that peace should come to us with no effort. But David explained that we're to seek and pursue peace. We often wish we could escape troubles. You know, the pain of grief, loss, sorrow, and failure. Or even the small daily frustrations that constantly wear us down. God promises to be our source of power. And finally, in today's reading in the book of Psalms, we'll see that uh, this is a prophecy about Christ when he was crucified. Although it was the Roman custom to break the legs of the victim to speed his death, not one of Jesus' bones was broken. Aside from the prophetic meaning, David was pleading for God's protection in the midst of crisis. Psalm 34, verses 11 through 22. Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. 
Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns His face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears His people when they call to Him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely overtake the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve Him. No one who takes refuge in Him will be condemned. Proverbs chapter 21, verses 14 through 16. A secret gift calms anger. A bribe under the table pacifies fury. Justice is a joy to the godly, but it terrifies evildoers. The person who strays from common sense will end up in the company of the dead. Stay the lovely soul. 